With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. My name is JD, and welcome to the Loser Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the lore of some of the characters from Little Nightmares 2. As I progress through the game, I will add the lore of the other characters and more secrets to the game that aren't really up front for you. I'd advise you to play this first before listening so I don't spoil anything for you from this great game. So with that, let's dive in, starting with Mono. Mono originally was a kind and helpful boy who showed compassion to others. All of this changed when he accompanied a girl named Six on a journey to the transmission. He is the main protagonist of Little Nightmares 2. He also appears as a standalone character in the digital comic app. Mono is a short and scrawny pale-skinned boy whose face is hidden by a light brown paper bag with two round eye holes that enable him to see. He wears a one-buttoned olive-colored trench coat that reaches below his knees above a brownish-gray shirt tucked into his brownish-gray pants rolled up at the end. His hands and feet are also bare. Mono can also wear items like a key on the side of his coat. Under the paper bag that he wears, Mono has short, messy black hair that sticks out a little bit. It is later shown that without the bag, Mono has a fairly skinny and slightly more angular facial structure and dark eyes. Despite Mono barely speaking, his personality is shown in his actions, and it was stated in an interview that Mono is naturally protective. Mono appears to be a noble, confident, well-meaning boy who is willing to go out of his way to help others, as shown when he struggles to free Six from her apparent imprisonment in the hunter's house, and offers his hand to her. He stays by her side, offering his help again when she asks for it despite her initial rejection of his assistance. He has a degree of compassion, being very clearly disturbed by the decaying bodies in the hunter's house, as well as initially being shocked upon seeing Six in her monster form when he finds her in the Black Tower. Mono is also notably cautious of his surroundings, and resourceful enough to use various objects in his surroundings to evaluate the integrity and safety of the path forward. His official description indicates that the character is quite purposeful and stubborn in achieving his goals. Mano's main feature is that he likes to wear various objects on his head that hide his face, which may indicate his shyness or unwillingness to show his personality. His description also claims that his paper bag helps him forget that the world hates him and wants him to fail, which may mean he considers life to be cruel against him. In the climax of the game, Mono is injured and attempts to walk a straight path to the Black Tower, only to be confronted by the Thin Man once again. Mono, who has grown tired of this world's apparent resentment towards him, removes his headwear and angrily decides that enough is enough. He chooses to fight the Thin Man head-on with his powers and succeeds. He then restores the curved buildings to their normal, straight form, implying that he may have the ability to restore distorted or twisted things. 
This shows how tired Mono has become from hiding himself from the cruel nature that is life. After his encounter with the Thin Man, Mono has become more brave, as when he faces off against Monster 6, he fights her head-on rather than running and only fighting when given an opportunity. He is also shown to be more brash as well, as he continuously yells at Six to get her attention and to weaken her, despite how much pain she seems to be in. When he finally returns Six to normal by destroying the music box, she and Mono attempt to escape the Black Tower once it starts to collapse. However, when Six catches Mono near the exit, she ultimately decides to let Mono fall into the abyss and walk out herself leaving him trapped in the depths. With no means of escape and nothing to do inside the Black Tower, Mono continues to sit and wait in his chair. As he grows old, the Black Tower corrupts him and he makes his transformation from a kind, selfless, and helpful child into a gloomy, hateful, and villainous adult known as the Thin Man. It is unknown if Six is truly the first person Mono has ever worked with, when he first met her locked in the hunter's basement, he took pity on the girl and offered his help. Although Six refused at first, Mono realized she couldn't survive on her own and followed the child to convince her otherwise. She eventually realized he was right and formed an alliance with him. From that point on, they worked together to solve puzzles that one could not do alone. Alone at first, the two seemed to be only acquaintances, only working with the other for their own survival. They eventually formed a friendship as Six was touched when Mono rescues her from the bullies and from being crushed by a couch. Mono also seems to show sorrow and regret when he could do nothing but watch the Thin Man kidnap Six. From that point on, he became set on venturing to the transmission in order to save her. He does manage to do so and turn her back to normal after she becomes distorted. But all of this is in vain when she leaves him to die by the flesh walls, which left him hurt and confused. However, he moves on once the transmission corrupts him. It is unknown how he currently feels about Six, but it is assumed that any pity he had towards the girl is now gone and hates her for her betrayal, as well as desiring vengeance. Now, for the Hunter. The Hunter is the first antagonist from the game Little Nightmares 2. He is the main antagonist of the Wilderness section. The Hunter is a large humanoid monster with a somewhat stocky physique and a massive head covered by a burlap sack tied around his neck with twine, with a single eye hole where his right eye would be, topped with a brown Gatsby cap. The rest of the Hunter's outfit consists of a green overcoat, brown trousers, brown gloves, and brown leather work boots. His coat is noticeably worn and crudely stitched together with the seam of his right shoulder being the most threadbare, revealing a white cotton-like substance bulging out from between the stitches. This may either be the insulation of the hunter's jacket, or an implication that the hunter himself is filled with stuffing similar to the rest of the taxidermy in his home. Like the other characters in the franchise, the hunter does not talk, and his personality is shown through his actions. He is shown to be possibly unhealthy and is rather aggressive while he performs taxidermy. It is evidenced that when the hunter sets his mind to something, he doesn't back down. As Mono and Six escape his cabin and evade him several times, he continues to venture deeper into the woods in pursuit of them. It can also be said that the hunter is somewhat of a slob given the state of his cabin, which is a total mess with the many things lying out and about. Despite all this, he is also shown to be patient and doesn't kill, and taxidermy is prey immediately 
as shown in Little Nightmares comics. When he chases after and eventually captures Six, locking her in his basement for at least a month as evidenced by the marks on the walls. It could be argued that he could have been hoping for Six to die of dehydration or starvation. While exploring the wilderness, Mono learns that the place is full of traps designed to capture people. He soon learns that the traps belong to the hunter, who has an abnormal passion for taxidermy, trapping people, stuffing them, and then posing them in his house. When Mono and Six team up, they make their way into a shed, where the hunter is skinning an animal he had just killed. They quietly tread behind him and manage to escape through a small door where organs are dumped out of, but this makes a noise and draws attention from the hunter. He proceeds to grab his shotgun and lantern and sets off in pursuit of them. He fires his gun many times but the duo are able to dodge and shield themselves as they run. They eventually lose him by hiding under a small cliff, but rather than giving up the hunt and return home, the hunter travels ahead hoping to find the children and kill them. Later the hunter finds the children near an abandoned building. He pursues them, but fails to kill them as Mono enters the building. Later, Mono breaks a floorboard on the second story, alerting the hunter and causing him to fire at both Mono and Six. The hunter follows them through the barn and the adjacent dock, whilst the children have to sneak in the swampy water. A couple of birds alert him to the children's presence, where he promptly corners the kids in a small shack. Mono and Six retrieve a shotgun from the shack's wall, and as the hunter breaks open the door, shoots him right in the chest. It is unknown if the hunter actually died due to blood loss and from the blast impact, or if the door cushioned most of the damage and was able to retreat back to his cabin and recover. Either way, the hunter is not seen again. The teacher is the second antagonist from the game. She is the main antagonist of the school chapter. The teacher is a slim woman who dresses similar to school teachers from the 1910s, with a gray skirt, a beige button-up shirt, white socks, and black Mary Janes. Her head is massive compared to the rest of her body, with baggy eyes, graying black hair, and a wrinkled mouth stuck in a permanent smug grin. Her most striking trait, however, is her neck. When she spots troublemakers from afar, the teacher can stretch her neck by several meters, able to bend and flex it like a snake to move around obstacles and reach faraway targets. Once Mono and Six find a hole in the wall that was hidden by a painting which was ironically a painting of the teacher herself, they find themselves going through some vents. The children will then soon find the shadow of the teacher extending her neck before the door closes. After escaping a locker pushed on top of him and with Six being taken hostage by a group of bullies, Mono encounters the teacher in a classroom he must pass by to get a key to the elevator, where she is teaching the bullies at their desk. She will turn to look at the chalkboard as she writes things down from her notebook that she will look back at to turn the pages, forcing the protagonist to sneak behind the desks when she isn't looking. During Mano's attempt to sneak past her, it is possible for the teacher to see him, however, if she does, she will just watch as the bullies get off their desks to go after him. After getting to the next room, Mano indirectly causes a bookshelf to fall over while trying to get the key, causing the teacher to search the area by extending her neck. After surveying the room, she returns to her classroom and disciplines the bullies, who she supposedly believes were behind this mess. When Mono nears the exit of the classroom, the teacher will notice him and give chase. The teacher will extend her neck in an attempt to reach Mono. However, Mono will make it to the elevator before she can reach him. After passing the room with dunce caps and traversing through the vents, 
Mono will encounter the teacher smacking something with her ruler. As he exits the vents, Mono accidentally knocks some glass bottles down from above due to the loosened wooden board alerting the teacher. The teacher will search for Mono by extending her neck. After Mono climbs up some sheet rope, he has to push a wooden board to cross the gap, alerting the teacher once again. Mono will escape and enter the library where the teacher proceeds to enter and search for Mono. While traversing the library, Mono knocks down some books which alerts the teacher. She extends her neck, bursting through a bookshelf and chases Mono before he escapes under another bookshelf. Soon after, Mono starts climbing some large columns of books and knocks more books down, causing the teacher to extend her neck and look for him. Fortunately, Mono is able to avoid her gaze. Mono encounters the teacher again in what appears to be a science lab area in the school. The teacher is seen working in the lab as Mono sneaks under tables and behind jars to avoid her gaze. Mono does not meet the teacher again until after he rescues Six from the bullies. Mono and Six find the teacher playing piano and writing down what she plays. While the teacher is playing, Mono lowers down a platform above and meets up with Six to open a vent. However, the teacher becomes aware of the duo's presence and chases them by extending her neck and pushing her head through the narrow ventilation. Mono and Six are able to escape, landing in a dumpster outside of the teacher's line of sight, and who leaves after she is unable to find the duo. I hope you enjoyed this episode and plan to come back again. Remember, I take the time to make content for you about horror games and non-horror games with creepy stories to help you learn about your favorite characters, so please take the time to follow or on other platforms subscribe to help this community grow even bigger. If you're on Spreaker, leave a comment to let me know you liked the episode and leave a review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts to let me know how I'm doing. I also have a merch store that I will link in the show notes below for you all to check out. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram to chat with me and see pictures of all the characters I talk about. Also, if you have not yet, please consider being a patron as it helps support me there as well. Also, if you're interested in hearing something specific, I will jump right into the research for you. Well, that's it for me, ladies and gents. I'll see you all in the next episode. But until then, bye! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.